77. Welcome to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is a podcast about the Bible, where we want you to see that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it mm. to see God, not at it to see us. Second King or First Kings nine through twelve. Yep. Uh, what goes up must come down. Man, mm. um, Solomon just got done. I don't think, man, it's so hard to like put into words how big the temple was right. for Israel. And it was literally central to their community and their life right. was centered around that one place that Solomon built. Yep. And God comes to here. So symbolically, yeah. it's like, let me build this immaculate structure that's big, that stands tall mm-hmm. and put it at the center of your life. So the people of God, you know yep. that God should be the absolute center of absolutely everything you do. Every Forever. decision that you make, Forever. every thought that you think, every word that you say, mm. every dime that you spend, yes. everything. So that's everything. what he's saying. Yeah. And God comes and says, yo, he reaffirms the promise. I promised this to your father, right? That he would have a man on the throne. And what's amazing, he says, yo, if you guys... You and your decision, just walk faithfully. Just trust me, right? Yeah. And you won't have nothing to worry about. Right. However, if you don't, (laughs) I'm going to reject this temple you built. Yeah. And I will take y'all out of this land. And it's all going to come down. (laughs) Right? It's all going to come down. Yeah. And it's like, man, in one sense, the Davidic covenant is unconditional, right? Right. That like God is going to see to it that his promises comes. But the blessing... Uh, of that covenant is conditional, right? Yeah. Like that, that uh, there needs to be faithfulness on behalf of the kings who sit on this throne, right? And it's like, all right, so you get to chapter ten, it's like it's it's bro, it's off the charts. Ooh, upswing! That Ups- oh, crazy! Stock like, market is through the roof. Yeah. Dog. That graph is everything trending up and right, and it's it's. It's uh, funny because it's like you two perspectives can see the same truth. Yeah. So like up until this point, you've had God and Israel's perspective on Solomon's kind of uh, prominence. Yeah. Now we have an outsider coming in who's like, I got to see this for myself. Right. Right. Let me see this with my own eyes. And we find out that Solomon is not just the wisest it's man. It's easy for people from your hometown to think that to you're think dope. That dude. He's, he's our guy. He's our guy. But everybody thinks so. So he's not just the wisest man. He's the wealthiest man right. as well. Yeah. And the Queen of Sheba travels 1,500 miles. Yeah. Right? And they didn't have, you know, Teslas back then. Right. Yeah. Shout out to homie. Yeah. Shout out to homie. <laughs> right? They didn't have Teslas back then. And yeah, like all the way to see this is how much. And they didn't have social media. Right? So like yeah. for her to hear, this had to be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No. And... She comes and she's like, Dad, folks really undersold how dope you are. But the yeah. thing that I love about this text yeah. is she connects Solomon's wisdom and greatness to God. Yeah. So here's what you have here, right? In the Abrahamic covenant, yeah. God said, yo, Abraham, I'm going to give you a seat and through you, all the nations are going to be blessed. blessed. God had a people on the earth, not just so that he... Not so they could be a cul-de-sac, right? That he would just rain down all his 
blessings and it would stop with them. Mm -hmm. God's people are meant to be a boulevard or a through street. God's mm -hmm. saying, nah, I want to bless you so that the rest of the world will know how dope I am. And she comes mm -hmm. and it seems like this is starting to take place, that the whole world is mm -hmm. really being blessed, not just by Solomon, but the greatness of God through him. Mm -hmm. And people see God at the end of 10, she's praising God. Yeah. And so it seems like, yo, this is the height. This right now has been as good as it's gotten. There's no war. Yeah. There's peace. There's wealth. Yeah. There's wisdom. The temple is built up. Bro. And and this is why, this this is what really struck me. This is one of the, one of the reasons you want to read the Bible in chunks, books, and holes so you can see the big picture, the <laughs> right. meta-narrative we're talking about. Right. Remember when Solomon asked for wisdom? Yeah. God said, because you didn't ask for money and riches, I'm going to give I, you riches. Yeah, yeah, I got you, fam. I got you. I got so, you. in other words, what the text is saying, because, it, again, it's, it's clear that Solomon didn't do anything to get this. He, right. he, he gained it from God. In other words, the text is saying how super abundantly faithful God is. Yeah, coming through on his promise. He's coming through, coming through. Like, <laughs> God has the, the propensity, and, and I, I want to be careful but God has the propensity to blow our You don't minds. have to be careful, right? So sometimes I, I think we are shy and bashful because we don't want it to seem like, yeah. you know, you sow this seed and God's yeah, going to... Yeah, that's right, what I'm right. saying. So that's not what we're saying. No. But it's, yeah, God... Oh, man. God over promises mm -hmm. and over delivers. Oh, man. And you just see that. And that's just like pulsating off of the page. So at the end of chapter 10, it's this huge rise. And we're and like, yes. Like, and everybody's like, yes. And no, no, no. And, and Israel's like, yes. We don't, <laughs> like, it's just, everything is great. This is the zenith of Israel's history up until this time. 11-1. Oh my God. It was like a sucker punch, bro. Yep. A gut punch. So what it does is it takes the focus off of Solomon's head, his wisdom, mm. off of his hands, the wealth that he has. Mm. And it focuses on his heart. Mm. And it says, King Solomon loved many foreign women. In addition, remember this to the first one. Yep. Pharaoh's daughter. <laughs> right. Just saying you forgot. Yeah. From the nations about which the Lord had told them. God had been explicitly clear. Oh, yeah. Our failure to obey God is not because God has been unclear. It's because we have been unconvinced. You must not intermarry with them, and they must not intermarry with you because they will turn your hearts away to follow their gods. Remember, we said God telling them not to intermarry was not a racial concern. It was a religious, religious one. Yep. And God's saying, they're going to turn your hearts, and what takes place is their hearts are turned. All right, check this. Mm -hmm. John Salehammer. All right, I can't take credit for this one. He's like... I yo, do you remember when Solomon mm -hmm. asked God for wisdom mm -hmm. and then God said, yeah, mm -hmm. and then the text goes on and says, Solomon woke up from a dream. Mm. And so you see it, it's like, as quick as it came, mm. what he's saying is that the text points out, mm. look at all this stuff that he had mm. and look at how quickly Goes. He messes it mm. up and mm. that goes. And this is like, yo, mm. man, Solomon is rightly going to say in the book of Proverbs, mm. guard your heart. 
Yeah. Fam, guard your heart, mm. right? You're worried about what you put into your head. You're worried about yeah. what you That's have me. or yeah. don't have in your hands. That's me. Yeah. But God's saying, guard your heart, fam. Yeah. Because it's going to control everything. Amen. And what we see is this right here. These three verses right here are the linchpin. Mm-hmm. This is like, yeah, on train tracks. When you can pull down that switch and it can go left or right. Right. Yeah, if you leave it on the track that it's on, that track is glorious paradise. Mm-hmm. If you pull that switch down and go on the right track, that track is unfinished. You're going to crash and burn. Yeah. Solomon pulled that joint down. Yeah. And this is going to lead to not mm. just his own fall, but yeah, the fall of the entire nation. Yeah, and the if the wisest man in the world, right, right. like mm. can fall in this way, what what makes us think that we can't, right? right. So for me, it was just like, man, intellect is never a substitute for integrity. Mm. It, it just isn't. I don't <laughs> right. care how smart you can't you can't think your way out of right. seven hundred wise and three hundred concubines. Right. Like, come on, fam. Like, yeah. and then the crazy thing is, like you said, bro, he's the, he don't just. He don't just worship one of their guy. He worships all, all of them, right? Bro. Like he worships as many guys you as he day, has wives. You get a day. You get a day. You get a day. You get a day. Right. right. Yeah. And it's like, and then too, he's wealthy. Yeah. And but what we see is that money can't get back what your character can destroy. Mm. And so he can't buy. He can't buy his faithfulness back, right? That's good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like this. Yeah. He has all these resources, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like, man, you are literally. Uh, tearing God's kingdom apart, yeah. and one we see that the sin of one man, yeah, literally tears the kingdom apart. Right, and it's just yeah. sad, man. That from here on out, Israel is going to have a supremely checkered history. They are until the promised king comes back on the throne. Yeah, and his one act of obedience yeah. Yeah. is going to unify. Hear this. Not just this one kingdom, Mm. but the entire world, right? So what we forget is that when the kingdom of God falls apart here, Mm. right, the collateral damage is that the rest of the world doesn't get a chance to be introduced to God in the way that God wants to. So Jesus is going to come and bring it all back together. He's the king that we're waiting for. He's the king. Come.